Good day, good folks. You are listening to Talk That Keeps You Woke. And with your awakening, we hope that you will take in the information and knowledge we provide. So make sure you like and subscribe while you hop on this ride as we inform, persuade, entertain, and engage in discussion. Welcome to Potlicker Podcast, which is knowledge to feed your soul. I may go one half of Potlicker. I go by Dr. A, the inquisitive one. A great debater, Mr. Slow Talker, a rhetorician, and an all-around nice guy, and a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The other half of Potlicker is my homie, my dear friend for more than 30 years, Kim Parker Jackson Esquire, the legal one, Mrs. Creativity, never obnoxious, the gifted one, a terrific lady, and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. You, what's <laughs> happening? What's going on today? Today is Dr. Martin, uh, as we would say, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday that is observed by the United States. Happy MLK to you, partner. How was your week? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Dr. A. Um, my week was good. Um, it was very busy as usual, and I would say the highlight of my week was mm, it was your birthday on January 9th. <laughs> yes. It was your so happy happy birthday, Dr. A. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Always <laughs> glad to be in the number. <laughs> in the land of the living. I hear you. Uh my week was okay. Didn't do anything special for my birthday as usual. Um just Chill. Just was glad to turn 54. I went to the gym. I know that. That's <laughs> I got my great. workout in. And um, yeah, these days, the birthdays just keep coming. They keep I coming. Hear you. you know. But as always, we start off our podcast episode with the wow of the week. And my partner came up with this quote from Brother King, so I'll let her read. We may have all come on different ships, but we are in the same boat now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what does he mean by that? Well, as, as, as everyone knows, we were stolen from Africa and uh, brought over here on different ships, but now we're all in this mess together and we have to stick together. And that's why I, you know, am a proponent of being one and not separating ourselves by religion, by descendants, those of us who are American descendants of slaves. Black people are all over the world and we need to be one we need to stick together as the global majority yeah so um there's a few ways you can look at it one of the ways is like if you look at it when he says separate ships he can also mean like we come from a variety of different tribes um but when we got to the united states they mixed us and matched us around that we were all one so um, that's why a lot of us, we might not have traced our heritage back to a certain tribe or a certain country, a village in Africa. 
And so the term African-American is appropriate. So I think that's the same boat that we are in today. And with that being said, and let us move on. Before we get started today, as always, we will jump into our first plug. And our first plug is a product that I use. It is. It is the Tom Ford cologne. The light is kind of shining a little bit. But yeah, Tom Ford cologne, I use myself. Uh, it is. Uh, it smells very, very good. And I have gotten a lot of compliments on the cologne. You don't have to put on a lot. Mm -hmm. um, people are only going to smell it if they get very uh, close to you. Like if you give somebody a dap or somebody a hug. And they be like, oh, you know, you smell good, Shantae. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, you know, I always like that because I always want to be fresh, never stinky. So Tom Ford is a cologne. It does cost a pretty penny. I, th this bottle right here, as you can see, was $200. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and I'm almost that's out, but I, did, but I did get this in 2020. And it How is, many ounces is that? Uh, I think this is 12 ounces. No, 14. Wow. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, That's got to be four ounces. No, yeah, it's 3.4 ounces. Okay. Again, <laughs> I was about so to say. I've had this over two years because I got it in 2020. Oh, you know what? I got it on my birthday in 2021. So two years I've had this. I have a little bit left about to go uh, purchase some or cop another bottle pretty soon. But I, gentlemen. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> yes, the the ladies will definitely love it. Let us move on. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on, on today? What's going on out there what's in the world on? today? Uh, what are the topics that we're going to be listening, uh, talking about? So we are first going to start with a uh, six-year-old who brought a gun to school, to mm. elementary school, folded mm, 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 mm. out his bag, aimed it at the teacher, and shot the teacher. The teacher put up her hand, they said. The bullet went through her hand and into her upper chest. Um, wow. When she got shot, she was able to have you know a clear mind to get the kids out of the classroom and rush them to safety um she is in stable condition uh but that was heroic on her mm -hmm. her behalf but it's everybody is kind of like blown away that a six-year-old no pun intended right Will come on in and uh yeah, I'm sorry about that. No pun intended. Everybody is shocked and dismayed. Yeah. Better words that the six-year-old came in and did what he did. Rightfully so. I mean, kudos to the teacher. She's definitely a hero. 
I mean, in this story for me, I just see victims. I mean, the teacher was a victim. I think the other children in the classroom, although thank God she was able to get them to safety, they're victims. I mean, this is traumatizing for anyone, let alone elementary school children that are five and six years old. I mean, this this is crazy. And I, I also actually think that the six-year-old is a victim because where I mean I think that the child did what what any child would do if they if they were well not any child but what that's childlike behavior because it just seems as if he's not aware of the gravity of of what he did um and what kind of child what 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 environment does that child is that child being raised in where he thinks it's okay to bring a gun to school and shoot someone and then when he's restrained he's still fighting and still hitting the um the staff at the school so i'm thinking this child must be troubled and clearly needs um psychological counseling and so that is why that's why I'm saying this child is also a victim as well. I think I would if there's blame to be placed on anyone here, I would place it on the mother who allowed this child to have access to the weapon and the again, another irresponsible gun owner who did not have the weapon secured with the ammunition separate from the gun. Like that's just crazy. So, I'm a little empathetic as always, um, I don't go to blaming people right away. This was an unfortunate situation, an unfortunate uh, tragedy. Um, I always try to put myself in, like, I will put myself in the mother's shoes. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, she made a mistake, um, mm -hmm. but I don't. We don't know if she came home, put the gun down in a purse or right near her purse somewhere in her room went to the restroom and then went about her day forgot about it and the boy took it and she forgot that she even didn't put it back or something like that and so um they already said there were not going to be any charges um filed against the young man um the last i heard is that he was in counseling that's and good. they were talking to him uh, about his actions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they questioned his motives, but everybody's um, quick to blame. Um, somebody has to be held responsible. I, I, I believe so, but I don't know what the punishment is here. Um, I actually agree with you um, that the mother should be afforded some compassion here and some empathy here. And I can, I can grant her that because I'm sure that she's not happy that this has happened. Um, and I'm sure she regrets that her, her son was able to gain access to this weapon and go and shoot his teacher. I'm sure that was not her intention. So from that standpoint, I can agree with you that I do have compassion for her, but I do think that she has to be held accountable here so that we can deter other gun owners from allowing 
this to happen. I mean, people have to learn that if you're going to own a weapon, you have to be responsible. I mean, you, you, this could, you know, easily happen. So we have to take the precautions that are necessary to prevent this from happening. True. I think this was an irresponsible um, act, which she does uh, deserve um, mm-hmm. a demerit, like something should happen uh, to her. Um, I don't know about throwing her in prison or charging her for um, assault with a deadly weapon. I think her punishment, maybe her gun license gets taken away from her and she can purchase a handgun for two years or something like that, or another weapon for two years. Um, I don't know. Um, And I'm not trying to go against the Second Amendment when I say that, but um, I do agree with um, my partner that, yeah, she deserves some type of punishment. Yeah. And also, I think if I'm the teacher, I'm suing. I'm suing for gross negligence or something. (laughs) Because, you know, she clearly suffered an injury and um, deserves some compensation. Thank God she she made it through it. Hmm. That is interesting. Let us move on. Okay, so a tragic situation happened in the D.C. area. 13-year-old Karan Blake was murdered. Let's jump into that because this got a lot of attention this week. Indeed, indeed. And as you know, this is uh, D.C. is my hometown. I'm from D.C., And again, this is another just unfortunate situation. Um, It's, I mean, he's such a handsome young man. Um, And, you know, it's it's shocking. It's, I'm saddened by this. And I, you know, send my condolences to the family. I can't imagine having this happen in my family. Um, The parents have got to just be, just traumatized and just, I mean, this is a horrendous, uh, situation and, um, they're calling for the shooter's arrest. And in in this case, in my opinion, I think the, the shooter definitely should, should be arrested because I just don't understand why it was necessary for him to pull his weapon. Like, he was in his home apparently and heard the kids outside breaking into cars or what have you at between three and four o'clock in the morning. Why are you coming outside with your gun? Why not just call 911 and have them have the authorities handle it? Um, you know, so I, I, I just, you know, it's unfortunate that this happened. I, I think it could have been avoided. I don't see why the homeowner even felt the need to come out. The, the community wants answers. This man has not even been identified. I don't know why. I mean, just let the community know. I mean, reveal his identity. What is the big secret? Um, so that's, that's how I feel about it. I just think, you know, it was handled incorrectly by the homeowner. What do you think? Well, 
This is difficult for me because we don't know what happened. Um, they're ho- not just withholding his name. They're kind of, they told us like he confronted the young man. They had, I don't want to use the word discussion. They had words and then the shooting occurred. So we don't know if, you know, there was subtle moves that made the um, gentleman with the handgun, um, you know, nervous or scared or fearful. Uh, we don't know what happened. Um, there's a lot of people vouching for the young man, um, uh, Karan Blake. Um, he's a gentleman, a nice guy. He's this, he's that. And I'm not here to judge. You well, know, he's a child. Friend. He's not yeah. a man. He's a child. Oh, that's a young man. You say young man. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is he's still out at 3 a.m. in the morning. Right. And he's supposedly messing around with cars. It's tragic what happens to him. I think your notion is the correct notion. The gentleman should have called the police, but some people don't think on that. You know, um, they think on like, is somebody messing with my, and they grab the, the toolie as we would call it in the streets <laughs> or the gun. And they go out there to see what's going on in this play. In this situation, I guess this one was, a decision to grab the gun. But if you're going to go out there, I'm sorry, if I'm going out and somebody's breaking in my car, um, I think that person is a criminal first and foremost. So I'm thinking a criminal may have a weapon. Um, and so we don't know. Like, so I don't, you, you, I agree with you when you said his decision to go out there was wrong. Um, I'm, I can't throw this man's life away until I found out like what happened. Is there any reason that justifies him pulling the gun and shooting? You know what it reminds me of? The, the man, the man that killed Trayvon Martin. What's his name? George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. That's what it reminds me of because it's like, who said that now you are law enforcement like that's not your position so they told george zimmerman stand down we got it yeah this is this they didn't is tell this guy law enforcement. they didn't know, tell this but, guy but, that. i know but the point that i'm trying to make is that you that that's exactly right you are not law enforcement so why are you taking the law into your own hands and you're going to go out and do the investigation and determine whether someone is breaking the law and therefore needs to be apprehended or shot or what have you, that's not your position. So that's see, I, my, my whole thing, I, I, I disagree with that. And I think a lot of citizens are, that's somebody standing up in the neighborhood. Like if somebody was breaking in your house and your neighbor saw somebody breaking into your house and he tried to apprehend that individual, right and violence occurred and there was a shooting he was trying to protect your property and dare i say family okay. if someone's breaking into your car and the driveway and your neighbor comes out 
or one of your family members comes out to apprehend on that level can you see that is that plausible to you somebody is breaking into I can your see, car yeah i could see somebody doing that but the problem is is in dc that's illegal it's illegal to use lethal force to protect property that's number one number two it's just not warranted morally to me it's wrong it's wrong legally and it's wrong morally like i don't know property. how we get Why are you, i don't know yeah. i don't know how we get into the moral conversation about it uh, because property people are more important than property as nobody's a moral gonna issue no nobody's going to argue that but we 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 don't know if so that's he, how i get into the moral issue we, but we don't know if he shot the young man because he was breaking into the car like he went out there to defend his property with a handgun right and and something could have have ensued that made him draw his weapon and shoot true not to mention it's a car uh, presumably you have insurance if it's stolen or damaged <laughs> it can be replaced or it can be repaired like why i i i just i don't i i, I really honestly don't get it i i try to put myself in his position if i'm hearing something outside three or four o'clock in the morning i'd be doggone if i'm going out to try to investigate I'm going to pick up the phone and call 911 and let the people, you know, let the people with the with the weapons and the training come and handle it. Right. You're you know? not built like him. That's no, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not clearly. Right. right. Yeah. Listening to I, you that to me, listening to you now, maybe that's I don't have a gun, so but I will go out. You know, you the vehicle <laughs> that I worked hard for and you trying to take it away from me. Yeah, You're going to go out and you just said sometimes criminals have weapons. You yeah. assume they might have weapons. Are you going to go not, and just be a be, sitting duck? Like, just, hey. Because I, I probably crazy. won't be thinking at that time. If I hear something banging on my car, I'm going to go at least to the window and look at it. And if I Me see some, somebody coming at my car, I think that is a chance that I may go out there to stop them. Okay, right? well, can I go on record and say, uh, y'all can have my car. I don't I don't want it that much. You can I mean, not it's not worth my life. I would no, not risk my life for my car. So I understand that coming yeah. from an individual standpoint, but I'm trying to think like for everyone. People are built different. Some people are gonna yeah. go out there and you know, it. even if it. they don't have a gun, they're gonna go out there and be like, You can't take my car. You know, it's like the lady that doesn't give up her, her purse. And the guy has a gun and she's swinging on him with the purse, even though the gentleman yeah. has a gun and says, give me your purse. That's, that's her. That's her natural reaction where other people would be like, oh, take it. I you see. Know? I see your point. And, yeah. I, and I get it. I do. I can see how someone would handle it, handle it that way. But I would just say just the bottom line for me. And this is why I think we need sensible gun legislation to sort of decrease the access to guns. Guns are so widespread and prevalent. They're everywhere now. And the problem is people feel like it's the answer to every situation. Like, you know, it's just almost like a reaction. Like people just 
want to grab the gun. It's not, it's not necessary for everything. You know what I mean? Like, can we bring back arguments and fighting? I mean, fist fights. <laughs> I mean, can we have some of that? It's like everybody wants to grab a gun when there's any type of altercation or any type of conflict. And that's my problem with it. I mean, this is why I'm, I, I just think guns are too prevalent in our society and we need to rein it in. Okay. Let us move on. Let us move on. Yes, sir. All right. So our next one is the state of California is dismantling the death row. Uh, They're doing away with it. There's a lot of people that are proponents of the death penalty or capital punishment. I'm not one of those. Um, I don't think the state should have a right to take a life. Um, but, you know, that's based on my uh, religious upbringing. I agree. I, I actually agree with you. I'm anti-death penalty, but mainly because I just think it is uh, the it is uh, enforced unjustly. And although there are criminals who have done some heinous acts and committed some heinous crimes who actually, in my opinion, probably deserve to be killed. I just don't think that our system is fair enough to ensure that innocent people are not executed. That's the problem that I have with it. I'd rather, and, and, you know, people will say, well, it's easy for you to say if your if your loved one hasn't been murdered by some psycho criminal, of course, you know, you want to be anti-death penalty, but I'd rather see a guilty person. My, my response. To, life to in that. prison than to see an innocent person be executed. Right. But my response to that, when someone brings in my family member, I was just the killing of the person that eradicated my family member is not going to bring my family member back. Now, if exactly. you killing the person was going to bring my person back, my family member back. Oh yeah. I'd be a big proponent of that penalty. Like hurry up and kill them. So my loved one could come back, but that's not the case. Um, and we know that, you know, um, so, but yeah, the penalty and the punishment is not dealt out equitably. Um, their race has a lot to do when you go to race plays a big part in trial, um, especially African-American men and Hispanic men when they go before the court. Um, and also um, class plays a big part in it too. You know, who is this in, uh, we're we're valuing the person's life. Is this a, an important person, you know, in society? Did he deserve to shoot that person? So you know, we don't want to, you know, convict him and um, charge him with capital punishment. On top of that, I agree with everything you said. And on top of that, I would add in my mind: How do you kill someone? to show that killing is wrong. It's just, to me, it's uh, hypocritical. Yeah, I 
I concur. Uh, there's there's a there's a moral issue in there. There is. Um, so what we agree? Yeah, we agree. <laughs> Let us move on. Okay. So our next story has to do with Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, who just got eliminated last night by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, did you watch that? I did. I watched all three games. Actually, I watched all five games, and I am going to watch the sixth game tonight. Did you enjoy it? I, I enjoyed. You rarely get I enjoyed, to watch. I enjoyed every game. Um, I thought the San Francisco Seattle game was good in the first half, and then the second half. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> so, did Lamar Jackson play yesterday? No, he but he didn't travel with the team, so there's a big stink about that. Mm. He had. Um, posted something on Twitter told about his injury and he was just trying to be hundred percent healthy, which people get. It's a contract year. Mm-hmm. The big deal with this story is, is Baltimore going to pay the man? <laughs> Come on, Baltimore, give the man his money. Yes. Should. What is the holdup? Um, but we know what the holdup is. Cleveland did something that was ridiculous. They went and they gave Deshaun Watson a $230 million guaranteed contract. Guaranteed. So I guess, and I can't speak for Lamar, so I'm just speculating here. Lamar's like, hmm, I want an MVP. Hmm. Off the field. I'm as clean as a baby's butt. (laughs) And he got $230 million. Where's mine? (laughs) Fair question. (laughs) I think that's a a fair question. So he got hurt and, you know, but it's also fair for Baltimore to be a little hesitant. Like you got injured in the, past two years um how long is this contract but it'd probably be like a 10-year contract something like that and if it's 10 year eight year he's 24 now i believe he'll be 34 he'll still so that would make right. him a, that would that, that would mean they would be franchising him is that what they call it well franchise they'll franchise him if they don't give him uh a contract oh now, is that when you, when, yeah now when, you, when you're franchise i believe when is a when they place a franchise tag on you, mm-hmm. you get an the average of the I think the three highest salaries of mm-hmm. that position. And I think a lot of those are over forty. I mean, over fifty million dollars, uh, right around the fifty million dollar mark. So he might be getting like forty six or forty seven million. He made twenty three million this year. They should have paid him already. Um, I don't know what's taking him so long. And if they had paid him, then he would he would be ready for the playoffs, right? He would have been ready. I don't know the and way they he, may have won. Do you think they would have won if he was playing? Well, that's what uh, uh, Dobbins, the running back, said. Um, but another teammate said that 
they stood up for him. Like people think he's using this as a negotiation tactic, but you know, players on the team said he's actually hobbling around the building. Well, uh, I'm sure that's a little exaggerated. (laughs) What? what? He got got a little hitch in his giddy up on purpose because why? I mean, he may be feeling like, why should I risk my health and you, and, and I'm, you know, you, you, you don't give me what I'm worth. You don't, sign a contract no no they both can be the same like yeah but but he says he has a pcl sprain um and some of the pontificators on the sports channel said that that's could be a very serious injury okay so he a lot of people were speculating he's doing it as a tactic but i think his teammates were saying like no he's really we knew he wasn't gonna play this weekend he's legit hurt yeah he's he's legitimately hurt And, you know, when teammates come up to you, they're they're not going to say that probably if they're if you're using it as a tactic, they're probably just going to keep their mouth shut. You know, understand that people are trying to get their money and they use different tactics. But from what I'm hearing from other Raven players like, no, the brother is hurt. And um, what was that? They still should have won last night. Okay, so isn't there a difference between playing hurt and then actually being injured? Like they say yeah. players uh play hurt all the time, but if you are if you have an injury, then you don't want to exacerbate that by playing right. on the injury. So right. they're saying he has a legitimate injury, he's not just hurt, right? Right. right. Is that right. correct? Okay. And so, this is why he um uh, on his uh, IG page, he put this quote, when you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. This was a re a reposter. Yeah. I, we, so they're trying to figure out, did he actually do that posting? Um but it sounds apropos. It sounds appropriate. You know, yeah. um, they should have took care of him. And right. why didn't they? Um, but a lot of people said we don't know what he was asking. I think, in my opinion, they should give Lamar at least $200 million guaranteed. That's what yeah. they should give. Um, It was absurd what Cleveland did. And like a lot of people were saying, uh, just because Cleveland was stupid, it doesn't mean that Baltimore has to be. Oh, just because Cleveland was irresponsible, right? Giving out that amount of money, it doesn't mean that Baltimore has. Now, I ain't mad at Deshaun Watson for getting the money. <laughs> I just feel like, of course not, but I, I just feel like this is a drop in the bucket compared to what these owners are making, these billionaires, and it, they'll make that money back in no time. So it's I, about, I think they can't lose, in my opinion. They just about, can't lose. It's about setting precedence, though, because if you give him a huge contract, right? Now, there are other people that have gotten south of what Deshaun received as far as guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. $150 million guarantee, $100 million guarantee since Deshaun Watson. This was after Deshaun Watson signed his contract. So there's an argument there for Baltimore, like, yes, but other players did X, Y, and Z. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think his came before Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure. Or might right after. I had to check that. Sorry to the audience for not knowing that. But um, Baltimore should pay him. Um, I think they should be able to work something out. And if I'm Lamar, I just keep my head down like you did most of the year and keep grinding, working out, and just stay in the best shape that you can and just be ready to perform when, you know, you get your money right. Agree. All right. Let us move on. Well, we move to our second plug of the day, which is our brand of today. And the brand of the day is Apple. Apple product is a serious product. Here, I have the phone. I have the watch. <laughs> I have a MacBook. I am currently on a big desktop with a Mac, and I have an iPad. Mm. I'm surprised you don't have an actual Apple as a snack. <laughs> Might as I'm, well get that too. I, I'm diabetic. I can't have the Apple. <laughs> okay. So that's five products that I, I have from Apple. Um, and I've been rocking with Mac since 2004. So, yeah, um, I'm a loyal customer to the brand. And I think, you know, you should check it out. Check it out. Go to the Apple store or go to Best Buy in their Apple section and uh, purchase (laughs) something. Okay. Let us move on. All right. So the next story is a very, very interesting one. This is... This is a new section for us. This is our special discussion. (laughs) This went to the special discussion because, you know, before we uh, put our show together, we talked to each other about, you know, some of the issues that we're going to bring up. And this discussion got a little heated, which (laughs) is always good. You know, it's all love between me and my partner. All love. But we... One one thing I study is uh, masculinity, and particularly uh, black masculinity. Mm-hmm. And when I heard my partner talking about Naomi uh, Osaka, and uh, I think his name is Corday, um, I kind of lost it a little bit. So I'm going to let her introduce what she was saying, and then I'm going to react in a milder way. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things. Okay, well, I mean, my position, I have to say, is probably going to be a bit controversial, but I will preface my comments by saying, first of all, congratulations to Naomi Osaka for her, um, for expecting a baby. I think it's great. It's always good news when when a, a new life comes into the world. So from that perspective, I'm happy for her. However, um, you ready (laughs) for my controversial statement? However, I have to be honest and I have to say, I was just, 
a little bit disappointed because I feel like she is one of like the heir apparent to Serena Williams, who just retired. Um, we all were happy for her when she um, when she beat Serena. I can't say we all were because she was actually booed, and I, you know, she was upset about the fact that she was booed because everybody loves Serena, and she beat Serena. So I think the audience at the time was a little bit um, disappointed, but. I just think that she has so much potential in the sport and she can still go on and, and fulfill that potential. But I just feel like having a baby as, as a, as a, a mother who has done this twice and a, a with a full-time job as an attorney, I, I mean, I can attest to the fact that it's, um, it's very challenging to be a good parent, a good, effective, hands-on present parent and also to be at the peak of your career and to be dominant in your chosen field. And she's so, you know, talented. And I know she was having some mental health issues. And for all we know, she may have decided that this is more important to her than a career. Because I think in order to be as success as successful as Serena has been, you gotta really be, you gotta be obsessive. You gotta have the mamba mentality like Kobe. I mean, these people who achieve these high, you know, achieve a high level in their chosen uh field. I mean, these people are obsessive. They are always working on their craft. And I don't understand. I don't see how she can continue to excel at tennis and still be um, a good mom. And then, you know, there's nine months of being pregnant. So, you know, you can't go hard while you're pregnant. So that's more time away from the sport. And I just feel like she can maybe uh, match or beat Serena's record. But we may, you know, we may or may not ever see that happen. And so. That's how I feel about it. And I feel like Corday or whoever this guy is, I'm sorry, I don't know who he is. He he may be a, a very good rapper. I don't know his music. But I feel like he should have encouraged her to focus on her career and not become a parent. That's just how I feel about it. And, you know, I use the analogy of, because I feel like as a, as a, as a, as a, our community should protect our members of our community that have special skills and abilities. We need to protect them. And I likened it to a drug dealer on the corner having a, an intelligent, smart, talented student come up to him and say, hey, I want to sell drugs for you on the corner. And he's like, get out of here, go to school, study, you know, achieve and just be great. Don't you know, this is not what you want. And I feel like that's what Corday should have done for Naomi Osaka. There, I said it. It's out there. That's how well, I feel. There's, about a, there's it. a lot to unpack. So I'll just ask you some <laughs> yes and no questions right off the bat. One, when you had your children, did your career slip? Do you think you missed the moment? Did you not excel or propel in your profession? Did did your work slip? Okay, let me tell you, I I actually made a, and this is the dilemma that women have to deal with. I actually made a conscious decision that I'm not going to 
take over the world and be the greatest attorney in the world and uh, and ascend to the highest heights and become the CEO of a major corporation. I made a conscious decision that I want to be a hands-on present mother. And I still felt like I wasn't the best mother in the world. You know what I mean? I, because I was also working full time and didn't miss a beat. So I chose to be an attorney in the federal government, which would allow me to balance my life so that I can do both, be a mom and have a career. But I always feel like, and this is the guilt that moms have to deal with, that I didn't reach my full potential in either. Like I wasn't the best mom and I wasn't the best, I, I didn't excel as far as I could have as an attorney as as well, because I wanted to be a mom. So okay. I don't know what the best mom looks like. I know what the worst moms look like. Um, so, and you have two beautiful children <laughs> that are doing quite well. So I think you undersold yourself in that area. We did our right best. There. Okay. We did our best. You did an excellent job. She's being humble. So <laughs> to me, what I say is we're looking at cap. Well, you're looking at capitalism. Naomi Camp, Naomi, not Cam, I said that in rehearsal. Osaka <laughs> she's is not a model, she's a tennis player. <laughs> but she is a great tennis player who, who has already achieved the pentacle. No one says that she has to break Serena's records. We don't even know if that's on her mind. When she gets out there as a competitor, she competes hard and she tries hard and she wants to win. She's gross over X amount of millions of dollars if you're concerned about I think her. you said she's worth 60 million. Her she her, her endorsements were worth 60 million. Oh, okay. On the wow. court play could have been up to 40 million dollars. You mm -hmm. know, I, I don't know how much money she has. Uh but that that's not the issue with me. Um, the issue is if you want to have a child and that's going to make you happy then have a child. Now, full disclosure, my partner all also kind of came at Corday and that's what made me lose it. Like, how is he responsible? W was she in a coma when they had sex? No, I, she wasn't. She looks very happy with him. He looks very happy with her. So she's going to take some time away from tennis and, and nurture her, uh, her, her baby. And even if she doesn't even think about tennis while she's doing that, that's okay. When she comes back because of her situation, her baby can travel with her. She can have assistance, you know, with the resources that she has. She can have somebody with her all the time, right? She can have her baby on the side while she's hitting balls and things of that nature. And I'm sure she's going to take some time off and be, you know, with the baby uh, once she has a baby before she gets back into tennis, you know. So I don't have a problem of them uh, with them having a baby. I don't think he and we don't know if he talked to her and said, are, are you sure you we, we want to do this now? We don't know that. So the shots at him like. You know, he he shouldn't just do it. Like if that's what she wants and she wants to be a mother, I, there's no greater gift in the world. And this is coming from someone that's who, true. who regrets that they don't have any biological children. 
but you can you can still do that though i mean and that's that's also a concern because as women there is a limited amount of time that you have and she she but she's 24 serena had her daughter much later um in life and you know who's to say i mean complications due to that that childbirth right she had a, a pulmonary embolism or something like yeah. that in her lungs but i mean that can that can happen at any age True. um but you know and who's to say i mean it's not my position this is just my opinion obviously um obviously naomi osaka is capable of making her own decisions i just have to be honest and say i was just a little bit disappointed i mean i'm happy that you know the baby's coming and everything babies are beautiful I think it's great, but I just was like, man, this just to me kind of indicated to me uh, low key that she's just not in the, she's not one of these sort of, um, she doesn't have the mamba mentality. That's what I, that, that was my impression. I just and don't I, think how you can say that somebody know, doesn't have a mama terrible. mentality and they're it's number terrible. and they're the number one tennis player in the world. Like but you what, what, I mean it's a distraction. You don't have I mean have, you don't everybody don't I have hate to I'm say that. I, I, this whole Kobe Bryant thing, like I don't need to be obsessed like Kobe Bryant. Like when you play ba basketball or any sport, you give it your all and what you want to do with it then it's your talent is going to come out so kobe bryant is just like i just practice that so good for you you know good for you and you got to where you want are you see, i also think i also think it highlights the difference between being a man and a woman sometimes when you're buried when you have to when you have to bear a child men just never have to consider that you never have to think about well how is this going to affect my career I mean, that's, 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 that's the unfortunate part of this. A well, I don't, I don't, wait, 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 wait. Don't even try it. No, I'm going to tell, I know I'm going to go there. Like it does look, it does affect the man's career because they're going to have each Hold on. You're not listening. You jump into conclusions. When you have a kid, you have responsibilities as a father too. You're not leaving that woman to handle everything. If you're a good dad or a good husband, good father, you're not leaving the woman to handle everything. Are you joking right now? No, I'm not joking because you're totally dismissing like a, a, a man doesn't have to think about a, a worry about a career because do I keep working like in putting in all of these hours and miss time with my kid because of that? Now, I can say I agree with you that women have more to deal with than men, but it's not like men don't have anything. We, like, you totally dismiss the man. Okay, this is the part that I'm talking about, though. Uh, first of all, the nine months of pregnancy. LeBron James, if he had to be pregnant for nine months, what would that do to all that time that he would not be able to go hard and and practice and play and travel the way he does it's impossible well, you, you cannot you're do talking it about, you're talking and about then, you're talking about athletes though so know, women are who, we talking about isn't that i mean no but no 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 you about? you 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 change it generally to men and women because well, what in I'm the saying, workplace, though, when, you're, when you're in the workplace and you're pregnant you still go to work up until a certain time right yeah 
I mean, okay. depending so depending on I, your situation, if you're physically able, women right, right. have and lots of bed, issues. They yeah. got issues yeah. to deal with. Their ankles might be too swollen. They they yeah. blood pressure might be too high. Right. I mean, there's right. all kinds of issues that you have to contend with. But yeah. the pro the the point is. Men don't even have to, they, they, in other words, men have options. They can either decide, okay, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, necessarily be a hands-on father to the point where it's going to affect my career. They have the option. Okay. I can stay home and take some paternity leave or not. I can, you know, it's there. They have more flexibility as Whereas a woman, especially if you're a professional athlete, you it's it's hard to do both. I mean, if you're going to continue your practice schedule, your traveling, I mean, you can't even you have to say, OK, if I wanted to nurse, I can't nurse, you know, well, and yeah. have that because you're away. And you're you, can away. Have, you can have the baby with you. Yeah, I mean, you can, but it's still it, I mean. It affects your. It's going to affect your your practice schedule and your your ability to move around and do what you need to do. So I mean, what? it just does. I mean, so what? And you can pump, but it's not the same. It's like I don't know. And then, and then matter, you get, and work, then you work feel like day, it's still not work, enough time um, with the baby. Their work day is less than the average person's work day. Okay, well, I'll, 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 this is where this is where I I can leave it. I just feel like <sighs> she may be Naomi Osaka bringing it back to where this started. May be financially able to she can quit her tennis career tomorrow if she wanted to, and she's probably going to be okay financially. And I did raise the issue, you know, like is that not knowing what Corday's net worth is, not that it's relevant, but in terms of them being together as a couple, but, you know, I just asked the question, is that maybe why he didn't encourage her to continue and focus wow. on her career instead of having a baby so wow. that he could lock her down and we just have that, enjoy we that financial security. Wow, 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 wow. So do you say the same thing about women who marry men who make a substantial uh, more? See, that's what we get into. And I think that's the ridiculousness of love and relationships when we start going and comparing uh, purses and wallets. I'm just speaking to motive. That's all. Or I mean, but, then, but your, I'm first, sure they're in your, love. First, your first motive is then, then why, then why does the money even come up? Because it just makes you wonder because, you know, Naomi Osaka is, she's, she is a, a, a treasure to our community. And so we have to protect our treasures in our community. I think we we're all, all, thank we're, you. We're, we're all, all valuable, right, but I'm just exactly. saying, you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. And I'm trying to tell you <laughs> it's ridiculous what you're saying. <laughs> But it may be ridiculous, but that I'm just being honest. And I mean, I can't. Is it a double standard? That's what I'm trying to ask you. Like, if 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 no. this was hold on, hold on. If this was a male tennis player, and this was a in making the money that she makes, and this was a young lady who had a singing career as an R and B artist, right? 
would you ask the question, or oh, she was just trying to have his baby so she can hold on to purse, his purse? Would you ask that? I think it's just on a case-by-case basis. Okay. It just depends. Okay. 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 So, so saying, yeah. that's, that is, that is, I give my, uh, uh, who my agrees partner. with me, my, email my us and let us know. <laughs> yes. We will get that email out to you pretty soon. <laughs> let us move on. All right. So our last plug of the day is always our podcast. And Jamil Hill, who used to be on ESPN, um, wrote her. for the yeah, His and Hers podcast, the Orlando Sentinel she wrote for. Um, and she's an exceptional journalist. She, she's a great interviewer. Um, she has a podcast that's on Spotify. It's called Jamil Hill is Unbothered. She speaks to many uh, celebrities, scholars, um, you know, uh, af- athletes, um, activists. And she does a very good job. She speaks to them for about two hours. And, you know, she does her work. I would say that she preps. And I'm not pointing this out because she's a woman. She preps you know um, everybody doesn't always do that but she does and you know i i encourage you like this is one of the best podcasts um, i love her so i will she, definitely check her out she's definitely funny uh community oriented and the whole nine so yes jamil hill is unbothered and let us move on a little problems with the controls there. <laughs> there we go all right so i thought that was refill you, you had the correct you just doing a medley <laughs> do a medley of all the music You want me to sing it? Get a hey. Can I get a okay, so this is our refill segment. My apologies on messing up the boards right there. Uh, but there is a a program, a television show on called Riches. And we are going to talk about episode one. It is, <laughs> it is on Am- Amazon Prime, I believe. Yes. Check can I out. just say that? Can I just say one thing? The main character, I just think she's so pretty. Nina, she's so pretty. I think Nina. they all are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um. So yeah. So while we're talking about that, let's look at representation. I like the fact, for one, um. They're all dark-skinned, beautiful women and men. Beautiful. And I don't know if that was done intentionally, uh, but um, that says a lot uh, to me. But let's get into the show. So episode one, we are basically introduced to the Richards, the family. Um, They have a father who got into the 
hair and beauty business mm-hmm. and amassed a fortune, uh, grew his company. Um, he has two estranged kids in the States, uh, Nina and Simon, and he had three kids in London, I believe it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Gus. Um, Wanda. Wanda. And, and is it Alicia? Yeah. Yeah. Alicia. Alicia. So, you know, basically what happens is uh, he tries to reach out to his estranged daughter. You could tell that uh, Nina, who was the estranged daughter in the States, didn't really care to hear from him. Um, but then, you know, he passed away in the first episode and he left a will. And so, Long story short, Simon and Nina went over for the reading of the will. And full disclosure, everybody, if you don't want to hear this, they spoiler get, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. They get control of the company. And Claudia, which is the mother of Gus, Wanda, and Alicia, explodes. Mm-hmm and goes off on Nina. And then Nina stepped to her on some street stuff, like, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, they're getting gangster in London. <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, it definitely whet my appetite. And so what, what what's your perspective on what we saw in episode one? Well, I, I, I just love just looking at Black people on TV. So this is just great to watch. And I love that this is an an affluent family. So we get to see, you know, black people, uh, just living, living great lives and being prosperous. And I love that. Although, you know, if you watch this, I think the first episode will definitely draw you in. Um, and that's what it did for me. Uh, just these characters are, just complex and interesting and funny. And I just, I just love it. Yeah. So episode to me really sets up what appears to be, you know, a family feud Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go through it. I was enticed. Um, I'm already halfway through uh, episode two, but yeah, the first one is the setup, the family dynamics, the business, and the plot and the controversy. So if you do get a chance, check out The Riches. Let us move on. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. So, yes, one of our favorite topics or uh, segments is the all hell no. And this one turned out tragic. Uh, Israel Scott, they call him Izzy. Uh was learning how to swim uh, by Miss Lexi. I think her name is Tenhusen. Tenhusen. You know, uh, that's that's my best uh, <laughs> articulation of that. Lexi Tenhusen, and he he wound let's, up drowning. Let's spell it. <laughs> it's T E N H U I S E N. So Tenhusen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ten using. Yeah, Ten using. Yeah. And it sounds like it's German. Uh, yeah. Ten you know, um, but I don't know. 
Me. I have no expertise in this area. Um, I'm just thinking I'm knowing. All right. So, yeah. So what happened? It seems like it's unfortunate. Uh, this situation uh, kind of like not paying attention to what's going on or I think the negligence is don't train little kids in a pool that's deep like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's very dangerous to me. Like if you're, you, you know, you might have a two foot pool that goes all the way up to a six foot pool. Um, then that means you need to have a, a barrier, a buoy where that line is, but also you, you want to have somebody that's close by there um, so that person doesn't drift away. And this seems like what happened. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but by the same token, if you're teaching the children how to swim, I mean, that's what they have to master is being able to swim in six feet or the deep end of the pool for safety reasons. That's what we're learning. Like not at four to, years old. Well, I don't know. That's, that's the thing in this particular case. One of the rules was the parents could not be in the actual uh, instruction. They couldn't be there to watch the, the, the instruction, which to me is a problem in itself, but that was the instructor's rule. And so, first of all, you have 10 children, and I'm assuming they were all around the age of Izzy, who was four years old. I don't know, but I think they were all, you know, pretty small children. And I don't understand why one instructor is instructing 10 children all already to me, that just seems too much. So, I mean, maybe there can be some. Yeah. That, that's not unusual. Cause growing up when we went to the pool swimming lessons, there were like 20 people in the class and there was just one little kids like that. Yeah. I was little. I was, I was little, and but I was in the baby pool. And that's where we first started out. And the baby pool wasn't deeper than two feet. Two and a half feet was the highest in the baby pool. And all my, my sisters, because she was older and the, the family, the Moors that went with us, they were in the intermediate pool because they were two years older. And I think at that time, I might have been five or five years old. And I remember like there's things they do. They have you like move your hands like this. They have you hold on to the side of the and pool kick your, and kick, kick your, your feet. feet. Yeah. Like, but there's, there's, you, you, it will be hard to drown in that pool. Um, plus it was, it was a pub, it was a public pool. So there were people around. So I don't like a policy, no parents. Yeah, that's because, crazy. Because if a parent was there, they could, they would have noticed, someone would have noticed him. So that to me, I don't know. It's just I, a horrible situation. It really is because that I'm putting myself in the shoes of the parent and I'm thinking, okay, this woman is telling me I can't be in the class. And then I find out that my child has drowned. Mm. Like that's crazy. How do you, that's, that's like, someone a, a lifeguard being at the pool and someone drowns like you're the worst lifeguard ever 
So how are you going to be a swim instructor? And then the mom is trying to do the right thing by getting the child lessons. So this won't happen. So the child won't drown. And I'm giving the child swim lessons. They didn't even the notice the child until later. That he was is at the bottom of the crazy pool. to me. That's crazy. That is just criminal. And I think, you know, that was the problem. Is that they? I know. I, now so I'm, I'm laughing. What you said, you went off on the the lifeguard. I would say sometimes, like if you don't see, if there's a lot of people in a pool, because um, my girlfriend's daughter was a lifeguard. She said, like it's hard to manage to keep your eye on. So if you see a young pe person getting into the pool, that's the first person you start to follow. Because and, you're thinking right. these older people, they're big enough um, to scream out help or something like that. And that is precisely why I think this is particularly egregious because Definitely. this woman has 10 little kids. Like, stop being so greedy that you don't want to share the money with another instructor to, you know, have someone there I, to watch the kids because you think... want to keep all the money. And you no, got little I don't, kid, I don't, you know, with a little kid, you turn your back and three seconds, it. they're gone. I don't you think know? it's about I don't think it's about her money policy. She could be the only instructor, but why tell parents that they can't come in and watch their kids learn how to swim? Like there's a swimming well, right, would... right across the street from us, there's a swimming pool, the swimming instructions, and the 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 parents are right there in the pool with the kids watching them. They drying them off and everything. So there's well, one instructor, but like I said, if 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 you and Ryan and me and Felicia were at the pool while she was, you know, say the 10 kids and five parents stay, mm -hmm. well, you know what? More than likely, there's a watchful eye. So if something happens and she misses it, guess what? One of the parents can run and jump in or tell her like, hey, look him, blah, blah, blah. True. You want to be by yourself with 10 people. That's right there, not prudent. What I if agree. something happens? What if something happens to you, the instructor? What if you something happens to you physically, like you start to to uh, fall ill and you faint and you pass out? So you're the only individual there right. with ten small kids. You 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 right. have to because I think I don't know if it was her daughter or somebody else like her granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. yeah, came so around. she didn't even know the kid, the kid was missing. It's exactly. like, are you serious right now? Right. right. And so you know what first came to my mind? It must have been all black kids she was teaching because well, we know it, the one that drowned was black. Right. Exactly. But I'm saying because if 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 he was the only black, how you miss him? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I agree with you. I think it's egregious, and I think she deserves a... Oh, hell no. Okay. And let us move on. Oh, All right, I'll give it up. This week is going to go to the Fisk University gymnastic team. So they have made history. Nice. First historically black 
college and university uh, to compete at the uh, the national uh, championship NCAA level. So give it up to Fisk University. That's in Nashville, That's Tennessee. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and this was surprising to me um, because I thought that we have competed, but, you know, learn something new every day. So hats goes off to definitely kudos ladies. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So with that being said, okay. So as always, we are going to wrap things up here. Uh, And when we wrap things up, we go over the rundown. What did we do today? First, we always start with our plugs. Our product of the day was time for cologne, something I use. Uh, makes me feel, you know, extra sexy when I put it on. Uh, we plug Apple brand. Um, right now, Apple is in my life big time. I don't know what I would do without it. And we recommend that you listen to uh, Jamil Hill's Unbothered. Uh, that is the podcast we plug. So our words of wisdom today went came from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, which is his MLK Day. Uh, we may have all come on different ships, but we are in the same boat now. Was the words of wisdom from uh, Brother King, and our stories of the day was the six-year-old shooting, the teacher in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, the 13-year-old who was shot and killed by a citizen on the block uh, when he thought that the young man, uh, Karan uh, Blake, was um, breaking into cars. Uh, then we went on to the California story, which was about dismantling death row. California decided to do so and dismantle it. Now, last story was Lamar Jackson. Baltimore Ravens pay Lamar Jackson. What do you pay the man? Yes. Then we had a new segment today called Special Discussion. We might work on that title, but right now that's what it is. And (laughs) we talked about Naomi Osaka's baby with rapper Corday. Uh, That was a very, very, very interesting discussion. All right. Kudos to my partner. And then our refill was the first episode of Riches. Check it out. That is on Amazon Prime. All hell no went to the swimming instructor, Lexi Tenhusen, for being committing an egregious acts. We got to follow up and see what's going to happen because she is there trying to charge him with that. And we gave it up to Fisk University. Uh, first gym, uh, HBCU gymnastic team to make it to the NCAA level of competition. And so, as always, you know, we listen to Soul Train growing up and we like the brother Don Cornelius' words. And so we kind of took them from him and as always in parting we wish you love peace and soul 
And so, brothers and sisters, we will see you. Thanks for riding with us. You can check out this podcast on Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can you can get it on a number of other places right now. I am drawing a blank. But check us out next week as we uh, <clears throat> will give you our third episode. Thank you for riding along with us with this one. And we are out. <laughs>